the righteousness of faith. Father, we come to you asking you for light, asking you for understanding, asking you for knowledge and revelation and the wisdom that comes out of this. Wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, the eyes of our heart flooded with light so that we can know you, know ourselves, who you made us to be, and how to live in union and communion with you. In Jesus' name we receive it. Amen. Now join me over in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 1. We are going to emphasize the power of the cross, the power of Christ crucified. What is so powerful about the cross, about the Messiah, Jesus, the anointed of God, the man being crucified, being put to death? What is so powerful about this? 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 17. For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God, it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block, unto the Greeks foolishness, but unto them which are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. Hallelujah. Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. Christ crucified. Now go over to Romans chapter 6, and we'll pick it up in the third verse. No, we're going to start at the beginning. Romans 6, 1. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? You can't. You can't live in sin when you've died to it. Hallelujah. Verse 3. Know you not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. Power of the cross, Christ crucified, his death. When we were baptized, if you have been baptized, you should be baptized if you're a believer in Jesus. Water baptized. You were baptized into his death. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism 
into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should also walk in newness of life. Your baptism is like Jesus' crucifixion. Your burial is going into the water just like Jesus was buried and put in that tomb. You're raising up out of that water is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The old went down and stayed down and all the filth and all the death was put off of you in that water. You were cleansed. You were purged. But when you rose from the dead, you weren't just a washed up mess <laughs> that was dead. Shall we continue in sin? You weren't sin cleaned up. You rose up, but he was different in the sense that he was now glorified. Verse 4, like as Christ walk in newness of life. You're a new creation if you've been raised from the dead with the Lord Jesus. In Jesus Christ, an absolute reliance upon and dependence upon him as your redeemer, as your source, as your life. You have been raised up together by his glory. And with that glory, you walk in newness of life. And ultimately, when this age ends and we get caught away to be with the Lord in the air, that glory is going to overwhelm our physical bodies You'll be changed and transformed in the twinkling of an eye, and you too will have a glorified body like Jesus, because as he is, so are we in this world, and when we see him, we will see him as he is, and we will be changed into that same image from the glory that we are now to the glory that he is when we see him, and we will know that we are like him because we will be exactly like him no longer in process but there we will have the same spirit joined with him one spirit with god we'll have the same type of body we'll be in union with him and it'll just keep getting better and better and better as jesus teaches us and trains us to be just like him in every other aspect of ability we're going to continually jesus said it's enough to be as the master, but we'll never be greater than the master or the teacher. But he's going to teach us and train us to be like him, conformed to the image of Christ. Glory to God. Now, verse 5 says, if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, so shall we be also in the likeness of of his resurrected planted together planted together has got to do with a joining an absolute union a vital connection oneness when he died we by faith united with that death that already took place we are united he took humanity in union with himself he drew the fallen race of man adam's fallen sick sin-ridden race that death-doomed race and he took mankind into himself he's the last adam adam had many children he's the last one jesus took all mankind to death he took the tree of the knowledge of good and evil to its final end dying you will die Everyone was doomed to die. So Jesus 
cut it forth in righteousness. He went 2,000 years ago almost nearly to that cross and he died. He took death on himself. And now everyone since his resurrection has the opportunity and the ability to be planted together in the likeness of his death by faith and be also in the resurrection in the likeness of his resurrection raised to new life to a new creation in Christ Jesus knowing this that the old man the sin nature is was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be destroyed that henceforth we should not serve sin Jesus Christ raised from the dead we raise together to sit together with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus we are completely severed from the old man we are completely severed from the devil and his dominion we're completely severed from sin and death and we have been made ineffective and inactive for evil we no longer yield ourselves servants to obey sin but we yield ourselves as servants to righteousness now look at this We've been planted together in the likeness of his death. We're also in the likeness of his resurrection. We also walk in newness of life. Now hold on to that and go over to Colossians chapter 2. And you're going to see some more of this in similar words. Colossians 2. And he says, In him, that's in Jesus, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Or you could say all the fullness of divinity. And you, believer, saint, new creation in Christ Jesus, you are complete in him. You are made full in him. You are filled with all the fullness of God, the Father, in him who is the head of all principality and power, in whom also you are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands in putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. The old covenant saints under the law of Moses, it began with Abraham circumcising himself and his own household as a sign, as a seal of the covenant he had with God. That circumcision... We're not circumcised that way. Our circumcision is the circumcision of the heart. It's the circumcision by putting off the body of the sin of the flesh. It's the, it's the circumcision of Christ. How? Verse 12. Buried with him in baptism, wherein also you are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God who has raised him from the dead. And you being dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, dead in sin, dead in the uncircumcision of your flesh, has he quickened or made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross, and having spoiled or stripped principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Let no man therefore judge you. Now back up. Verse 6. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, walk. 
ye in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Do you see this? When you were buried with Jesus in baptism, the old man, the old flesh, natural, carnal, dead, sin-ridden man was crucified, was circumcised, was cut off. That part of your being, the core self, the spirit nature was cut off and discarded, useless. And a new creation, a new man came into being. You are a new species. You may look and appear the same on the outside in the, in the physical body. You may have the same mind. But he put a new heart in you, a new spirit in you, made you a new creation in Christ Jesus that never existed before, and put his word in your heart that you could live by faith in him. Now, go over to Genesis 1. And we will see that this was his intention from the beginning. That we would be like him. That we would walk and live in newness of life in the likeness of Jesus, conformed to the image of his dear son. Genesis 1:26 God said, "Let us make man in our image after our likeness, likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth." So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them, and God blessed them and God said, God said, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. Glory to God. Now, verse 7 of chapter 2 says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, that's his body, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Breathed. Breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. The breath of life is the spirit of life, the wind of life. Breathed has got to do with calling, naming, speaking. He breathed. He spoke. He spirited, he put spirit life into the man by speaking. When? Verse 28 of chapter 1. God blessed them, God said unto them, Be fruitful, multiply, replenish, or you could say fill the earth, subdue it, and have dominion. What am I saying to you? Colossians chapter 2 verse 6. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus, so walk in him. How did you receive him? You received him by faith. You called things that be not as though they were. You said Jesus is Lord when he wasn't your Lord. You believed before you were raised from the dead that God had raised Jesus up from the dead. 
and with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. It's got to do with believing and speaking. And the only way you can believe is if you hear. The only way you can hear is if he speaks. So what the Father himself says by his Spirit through his word unto you, you listen. You listen attentively with the intention and the purpose of doing what you hear. And then you rely on him to do what he's shown you. This is a faith so that it might be by grace. It's a total reliance upon him. It's union with him. It's vital connection with him. It's likeness with him. The word likeness in the Hebrew has to do with a union, a oneness. It's like the vine and the branch that's connected to the ground, drawing up the water and the nutrients, and it flows through the vine into the branch where it can bear fruit. Well, the branch cannot bear fruit by itself. John 15 tells us that, verses 1 through 10. The branch cannot bear fruit by itself. It can only bear fruit if it abides in the vine, and the vine is Jesus. The vine is the word. The vine is the way, the truth, and the life. And the the one that's dressing the vine is the Father. He's the one that's training and cleaning and helping and purging. And when you're in the dark, he'll lift you up. He's the one that'll clean you and wipe you off and get you in the right place. He tells us in the Proverbs and also in Hebrews 12 that the Father corrects, chastens, trains, educates. Just like the vine dresser does the vine to keep it out of the dirt, out of the muck, up in the sunlight, up on the on the trellis and the climbers and, and put in place and trim just right, keeping off the dead stuff. You were circumcised. The death is gone. The old stuff is gone. You are walking in newness of life. Now you need to live like him. You need to walk like him. And how do we see God doing it here? Right at the very beginning? Made in his image and his likeness? He spoke. He spoke. He called things. He called things. Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created. Verse 3. And God said. And then, God saw. And verse 5. God called. He created, said, saw, and called. He called it. And when he called it, life. Life. And then verse 6, God said, God made, in verse 7, the firmament, and then God called the firmament heaven. Hallelujah. God said, in verse 9, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together in one place, and let the dry land appear, and it was so. And God called the dry land earth. God saw. You keep seeing this. He's creating. He's making, he's seeing, and then finally he's calling. Do you see this? In verse 26, God said, let's make man. And then he describes what he's going to be like. And then verse 27, so God created man in his own image and likeness. Verse 28, God blessed them, saying, chapter 2, verse 7, God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Are you getting it? God creates. He has a creation. 
It's within himself. And then he makes it and fashions it and forms it. And then he speaks. And when he speaks, what he created and what he fashioned and formed comes into life. It becomes alive and active and living. And we can see this because what did he do? Chapter 2, verse 15. The Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to dress it and keep it. The Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of the, every tree of the garden you may freely eat. Now let's go down from there. Verse 19. Verse 19. And out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. Interesting. Now go back to chapter 1. On that day, in verse 24, God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle and creeping thing and beast of the earth after his kind, and it was so. And God made, or you could say created, but made out of the earth the beast of the earth after his kind and cattle upon their, after their kind and everything that creeps upon the earth after his kind. And God saw it and it was good. And God said, let us make man our image. He didn't call the animals. If you notice verse 24 and 25 of chapter 1, God said, let the earth bring forth the animals of their various types. And then in verse 25, God made the animals out of the earth. God saw what he made was good, but he didn't call it. He hadn't called it. And then he goes into creating man. He said, let's make man. God created man. And then in verse 7 of chapter 2, God formed man of the dust of the ground, and then he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. He spoke life to him. Are you following me? So down in verse 19, which is connected to chapter 1, verse 24 and 25, Out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what Adam would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. Well, back up in verse 7, breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Those words in the Hebrew have to do with calling and naming by speaking, which releases the life. Adam called every living creature that was the name thereof. And get Adam called, verse 20, chapter 2, verse 20, Adam called names to all cattle and to the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam there was not found an help meet for him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and he brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father 
and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you seeing the parallels here? I trust you are. I trust you're hearing me. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you would open up the eyes of the understanding to what was just spoken and help the hearers to ponder, to meditate, to look into the Word of God for themselves and see what is said by you in the Word, in the Bible, in the Scriptures, and help them to understand that as they have therefore received Christ Jesus, they walk in Him by taking what you have already made and created, the things that you've already said to us, the things that you've already shown us, the things that you've already told us to do, and given us vision of it, and then giving us your word and the blessing to speak life into that situation, into that circumstance, into that thing that you began the creation, we get to finish it. We get to partner with you and walk in newness of life, hand in hand, one spirit with you, one voice. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, so be it. Remember, the righteous by faith shall live.